Good morning, everyone. My name is Kalia Owens, and I am here to bring you guys through the Nursing Lens, an interactive podcast where we'll discuss nursing news, highlight nursing topics and careers, as well as build our nurse tribe. Today, we'll be discussing a recent news story that broke by the New York Post. This is going to be about Miss Leona Goddard. So make sure you say her name. The headline reads, Nurse Dies by Suicide Over Downward Spiral Caused by 12-Hour Shifts. The story initially broke on November 21st, 2019, so just a few days ago. And I'll definitely link the story both on Instagram and in the actual blog post. But what I really want to discuss is Miss Leona Goddard. She was a UK nurse and she seemingly had a happy life. She was 35 years old. She had just recently received a promotion at her job. She seemed to be loved by her family and friends. But the sad part is that she wrote a note prior to committing suicide. And in this note, she stated that she had negative feelings and a downward spiral. What I really want us to focus on from Miss Leona's story is the unfortunate turn of events and how We need to take care of ourselves and we need to take care of our health, both as aspiring nurses. So for those of us who are actually interested in pursuing nursing, maybe we're just getting started with your career. Maybe you're just now looking into nursing. And for those of us who have been in nursing for a while, just pay special attention to our mental health here today. So I'll continue on a little bit more about the story. So she left a two page handwritten note. And overall, she struggled with balancing her new work responsibilities with her promotion as well as her social life. So let's take a pause right there. And work-life balance for most of us, whether you are in school and you are looking to become a nurse or whether you're already a nurse, work-life balance is a hot topic right now. It's pretty much like, oh my gosh, how do you manage these three 12-hour shifts Or if you're working nine to five, working nine to five and then being able to jump back in and, you know, catch up on your sleep, get your household together, your bills and your finances, maintain yourself, whether it's your hair, nails, and then keep a social life, whether you're dating or have friends and family. So what we are discussing is not new to nursing with the topic of burnout being something that's consistently talked about both in the forefront at conferences and behind the scenes. We just want to pay special attention to this story because it could be any of us, right? It could be any of your peers on the unit. It could be your closest friends. It could be your family member. It could be your manager. You know, a lot of the times we don't think about our supervisors and those above us who may be feeling that stress in a different capacity. So just continuing on with her story, there is a couple of things that stick out to me in this story that I want to just bring to the forefront. The first thing was that we talked about Miss Leona being seemingly happy. She was 35 years old. She had just received a new promotion. What I noticed in the story was that she said that she didn't see herself as the person that everyone else saw. And she had recently got this promotion and she was trying to meet the demands of the new roles and responsibilities. And it doesn't say she was unable to, but for some reason she didn't feel like she really was the person for this role. And what that's actually called is called imposter syndrome, you know, and that's a really 
hot topic or in a hot word. I mean, if you guys have not heard about it, imposter syndrome is basically not feeling like you are worthy of the accolades or the position that you have. And so when you get in this position or when you get this accolade or this role, you continue to operate as if you don't deserve it. And that is fairly common, especially among minorities, because we are constantly told that we are not good enough or that we are overlooked frequently, even though we're working the hardest. And so one of the, I would say, unconscious messages that that sends us is that, hey, even though you're working hard, you're still not good enough. And oftentimes when we are given our promotions, oftentimes when we are given an opportunity, it comes with a disclaimer, right? So it's never just you are worthy of this job and go and do it. You know, I I believe in you and someone has confidence. Most of the time when we're given responsibilities as minorities, we're given it with usually an attitude or some type of disdain like, oh, well, you know, I guess I'll put you in this role or, oh, yeah, you know, congrats. But then you don't have the support that you need to be successful in the role. So there is a lot of different circumstances. And I'm excited to continue to talk to you guys about these situations and how we can best navigate them. But our first goal is just to recognize it, right? So you have a young woman who, in this letter, she's pouring out how she did not feel worthy of the role that she had, in fact, earned and and that other people had, in fact, felt like she was responsible enough and able to live up to. So just something to remember, we have to step into our roles. We have to step into our accolades. We have to step into our achievements really believing that we are worthy of the things that we are receiving. The second thing that I noticed from her story is that she was working really, really hard, right? And so going back to what we call quote-unquote imposter syndrome, when you don't feel like you are good enough, then you tend to overachieve, right? And so it's kind of like overcompensating for insecurity that we may have. And so if she took this role and she didn't feel like she was fully capable of it in her mind, then, you know, she's overworking and trying to prove that, hey, I can do this job. I am the person for this job. And so the article continues to read that what she was trying to do was she was trying to save for money for a housing deposit. And she was also looking for a home. And with her new schedule and with her work hours, she was not able to find the home that she wanted or she didn't have enough time allotted to really find what she wanted. And so that goes back to our work-life balance and making sure that we are prioritizing the things that are important to us. And, you know, this is a tough one because there is no way to really navigate this the best way. I have found that If there is something I'm trying to do, I remember when I first moved to Texas because I'm originally from Cleveland, I wanted to see my family a lot. And so I just made it clear that family was important to me. And if I couldn't work these extra hours or if I couldn't, you know, put in above and beyond my job, it was because family was important to me. And so I think prioritizing is a big, big key when we get into our roles. I know we want to move up the corporate ladder or, you know, we want to get in the bag and we want to take that trip or, you know, we're trying to do more for our families. But 
prioritizing is one of the things that I think we can do to help combat just feeling overworked and having that work-life balance. Another thing that was really concerning is that her friends noticed that she would make jokes about pills and wine being her way out. And so there's like a joke in nursing, right? Like nurses, you know, if you work night shift, you're going to get off night shift and you can go have a drink, right? And so some people do. Not everybody, but that morning after a rough shift, you're going to grab a drink with your girls or you having a little mimosa or something like that. And the same thing for our day shift nurses when they get off work, it's like, oh, girl, what you about to do? I'm about to go grab some wine. And so you think about that as one of the more socially acceptable ways of coping. But honestly, you know, we should be like, hey, girl, I'm about to go to that yoga class or you know what, I'm about to hit the trail or you know what, I haven't spent any time with myself. I'm about to relax. And so this is really, really good because as we continue with our episodes, we'll continue to talk about ways that we can practice self-care. We'll continue to talk about, you know, healthy ways that we can cope and just really how to recognize when our body is telling us to check in with ourselves. She yet desired to have children, but her patterns of work left her frustrated because she couldn't put together how to have a family and work. And so, I mean, this whole article is screaming work-life balance, work-life balance. You know, it, it just, it sounds like she's just screaming for some help and some support. And that's why I'm so passionate about Through the Nursing Lens is because I want to make sure that if you don't have anything else, you have a 10 minute podcast that you can go to and be like, hey, or 15 minute podcast. I don't know how long these are going to be, but you have some type of resource that's going to help you deal or navigate your nursing journey. And that's ultimately what I want to provide to you guys is a way that we can navigate this together based off of what I see, based off of what your questions are, what your issues are, and based off of, you know, what what's hot right now, what's in the media, what's at the conferences, what are we doing in our jobs, and navigate this thing together. Honestly, that's why you need a nurse tribe. That's why you need people who are going to be there to support you. There is absolutely no way you can make it through nursing, whether you're just entering in nursing or whether you're already in nursing without having somebody and not just one person. I mean, I, I would say my nurse tribe is maybe five people and that's outside of my regular tribe. But you need a group of advisors, counsel, people that you can go to and say, you know what, I am frustrated about this. You know, you have to be able to get that out. And there is nothing absolutely nothing like having a set of nurse friends. And so I'm excited because we'll be bringing on a very special guest who will be talking to us about this story a little bit more. This is absolutely just the beginning. I want you guys to read this article so you'll find out I'll be giving you guys homework and reflections and things that will really cause you to think and hopefully change your mindset about how to, you know, live your life in a way that is prosperous, as well as navigate your career in a way that brings you joy, maximum joy, right? I want the most joy out of my life and out of my career. And also lets you know that you have 
people, you have a tribe that you can lean on so that we don't get more nurses, whether black, white, you know, Asian, we don't we don't want to lose any of our nurses. And so I just I really wanted to touch on this story because I think it's a great opener to what this podcast stands for. I think it's a great opener to what we as nurses are dealing with. And I think it's a great way for us to start the conversation of, okay, what do we need as nurses? What, how are we seeing this? So I look forward to getting some feedback from you guys. We will continue this conversation in part two about Miss Leona Goddard. Your homework is to read these articles. I would say read at least two or three sources and I'll provide them in the blog post and on my Instagram and in the newsletter. So make sure that you guys are subscribed to the newsletter. But the biggest thing is just taking a look and reading her story, understanding her story and ask yourself, could this have been you, right? In what ways does Miss Leona Goddard reflect any aspect of your life? Are you overworking yourself? Are you prioritizing family and friends less? Are you in a new role and feeling overwhelmed? Did you recently get some accomplishment or achievement that you don't feel like you deserve? Is there a different way that you can cope with stress? So we'll talk about these things and many, many, many more. So look forward to part two of Miss Leona Goddard. I look forward to you guys' feedback. Please send me emails. Please leave messages underneath the post. There has to be some two-way engagement for us to really, really make sure that we're hitting the issues that are most important to you. So be sure to email me at info at blackgirlbluescrubs.org. I'll say it again, info at blackgirlbluescrubs.org. You can also follow me on Instagram at blackgirlbluescrubs. Both of those are just great ways, whether you're DMing me or emailing me what some of your responses are. I would love to include them in the podcast. So please, 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 if it's okay to share, let me know it's okay to share. But I just want to make sure that we are having meaningful conversations about the things that are most important to us as nurses and Miss Leona's story. I just, I could not let it go. So I look forward to talking to you guys again. We'll hopefully get this out once a week. Yeah. So thank you guys for joining Through the Nursing Lens. My name is Kalia Owens and say her name, Leona Goddard.